there's nothing like having a live performance with an energy exchange from an audience, like getting their feedback in real time. There's nothing like that. And I think if you've had that experience of being on stage, that can also be a very addictive feeling to continue chasing. I think that there's also something really powerful in once the curtain comes up for a live production, there's no stopping it. Like you have to go through to the end, no matter (laughs) what happens. Rain Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, where we bring you rising talents from around the globe that are unleashing their unlimited potential. We interview passionate creatives that are impacting their community by doing what they love and sharing their stories and words of wisdom so we can unlock our fullest potential. And today we have a special guest in the studio, Tiffany Daniels. Hey, Tiffany. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here and to hear how you are unleashing your supernova. And for those of us that are joining us for the first time, I am your host, Nova Lorraine, and author of the book, Unleash Your Supernova. And Tiffany is really killing the game, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And so you're going to hear why I'm so excited to be talking to her. She's also featured in Rain Magazine, so you want to check out the newest issue and get a little more insight on Tiffany. But yeah, she's really showing us how we can tap into this limitless potential that we have inside. And so I'm just going to do a little bio read for you guys so you can get some more behind the scenes insight on Tiffany. So Tiffany attended the San Diego school. Let me go back. Let me go back because we had a conversation about this. (laughs) Tiffany was born and raised in San Diego, California. San Diego is dear to my heart because that's where my hubby was born and raised as well. And it's probably one of the most beautiful places on earth. So she was raised and born in San Diego, California, attended the San Diego School of Creative and Performing Arts, where she received rigorous training in drama, voice, dance, and musical theater. She began working at the San Diego Civic Light Opera at the age of 16, performing in shows such as The Music Man, Crazy For You, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Guys and Dolls, and My Fair Lady. Tiffany has also danced for both the LA Lakers and LA Charger girls. She is not only (laughs) like multi-talented, She's rolled her her talents to the stage by pairing in musical tours such as the Oprah Winfrey's Color Purple, as well as La La Land, just to name a few of her many performances on stage. She is, her credits in acting are extremely impressive. She has credits both for her roles in The American Crime Story, Heart of Dixie, The Big Bang Theory, Criminal Minds, CSI, The Mindy Project, Grace and Frankie, Champions and Timeless, The Good Doctor, Station 19, and the most recent Nickelodeon's hit show, That Girl, Lele. Whew, welcome again, <laughs> Tiffany. And then I know we just touched on your 
your background because there's so much more that you've done and accomplished. And I'm always inspired when I'm, you know, speaking with creatives such as yourself that have experienced so much of the industry. So thanks again for being here. Oh my gosh, it's such an honor and a privilege. Thank you. So I am going to start off with, as our listeners know, the infamous question, why? Why are you doing what you do, Tiffany? Like, what drives you? What is that North Star? And it's something I bring up in my book, Unleash Your Supernova. I open the first chapter with this because a lot of times we're not even aware of what it is that's directing our goals and directing our thoughts. And if we really take time to reflect and peel the onion layers, we're able to uncover that North Star. And sometimes it's for our good and sometimes it's not. And I believe this question why shouldn't just be around your career. It should also be around why are you doing the extracurricular activities that you're doing? Is it something that you've just always done as a kid and you've just decided to bring that into your adult life? Or is it that you're trying to impress someone? Or why do you live where you live? You know, is it fulfilling you? Is it not? Why did you choose your mate, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend? These are things that we should reflect on all the time to make sure that we are optimizing our highest potential. And so I'm throwing that back at you, Tiffany. What is your why? What is your North Star? I think that's such a really amazing question. And I love that you allow for the full range of the good and the bad of whatever the answer to that question may be. I think that I realized something that I was really, I really enjoyed as a kid. My mother put Mm -hmm. me in dance classes when I was three years old. And I think her why of doing that and facilitating those kinds of activities for me so early is because she wasn't given those same kinds of opportunities. And my my mother grew up and she was an incredibly shy and sheltered. And she, her mom was a teacher at her high school. And like my mom would go and she would have lunch with her mom in her classroom at, in her high school because she was so shy and it was really difficult for her to like engage with other people. And I think that my mom really wanted a different path for me. And so she started engaging me in activities at a very young age so that she could create a different experience for my childhood. And dance was something that I gravitated towards really easily. And it was something that I became very good at very early. And I created a community. I had like a network of friends at the dance studio. You know, it was just something that I got very excited to do. And after school, it was like time to go to dance class and like hang out with my friends. And so I became really confident in that space and growing in my abilities and my talents in that space as well. And so I realized that that was something that brought me joy. And I continued to find joy in other ways of being able to use those talents, which is how I landed some experiences in musical theater. And musical theater just opened up a whole nother world of joy for me because I got to not only utilize my skills as a dancer, but also start to learn the process of storytelling. And as a child, having that experience of being on stage in a musical production, you start to understand that that is a 
energy exchange between the people on the stage and the people in the audience. And I started to realize like how much joy I was able to facilitate for strangers and for the people that I was sharing the stage with. And it just started to become like this happy space. It really be did become my happy place. And it was like, I was addicted to being in that space. And so I continued to work in musical theater and train and dance and just like get as accumulate as many skills and talents as I could throughout my junior high and high school days. And something I did notice about my experience as a child is we had no sports at my school. I went to a performing arts school. We didn't have any football or basketball games on Friday night. There was none of that like social activity. So I was really eager to know what that experience was like as well. So I went to my dance studio friends. I went to their sports games and I was like, wow, this feels like a really different experience than I've ever had. And I'm wondering if I really want to have more of that in my life or if I want to continue the direction in the arts. So when I went to college, I kind of stopped the performing for like a really hot second. And I just, just to gauge, like, how does that make me feel? And I was lost without it. The first year of college, I did that normal, like gain 15 to 20 pounds, stopped moving my body. And I just was craving that artistic space again. And so I was like, you know what? This is something that brings me the most joy. It's probably not a very easy path to take as far as like <laughs> financial stability, but it's something that gives me the stability in my heart of like happiness. So I think I'm going to focus on that and see how far I can take this. And then I know that that's going to create a different kind of world than my mother had. And I think that that really truly is the North Star for me. I love my mom and I, I'm so thankful that she had the journey that she had to, because I wouldn't be here without it. But I also know that she wasn't able to find joy and passion for something like that in her early days. And she kind of settled into something that just like worked for her. And that's just not the life that I wanted to live. And so I was willing to just take that leap just to see what happens. And it's just kind of worked out really, really well so far. Wow, thank you for taking us through that journey. And, you know, it's interesting. There are so many things that you mentioned that jumped out at me like one at such a young age realizing how much joy dance brought to you and then being able to expand yourself in the space of musical theater and I do think that when we're younger we're able to to touch I, I kind of call it like we're closer to that god energy right before life beats us down yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. That's such a beautiful way to put it. Yes. And you know, we're, we're freer in expressing ourselves and what we want. And if we like playing tag. We're asking people to play tag. If we want to do hide and seek, we're doing hide and seek. We weren't questioning, oh, am I going to get out of the cupboard? If I go in the cupboard, am I going to get it stuck? No, you just go in and then yeah, you might get stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a freedom. It's just such a freedom in youth. <laughs> Yeah, right. And so I love that you discover that so early, because even if we do as children, we often that gets overshadowed by whatever, if it's 
whatever drama happens at middle school or high school or even the early days of college and and a lot of us lose ourselves and so being able to have that anchor so young and to be able to reach back to that i think is really powerful so i love that also you had mentioned musical theater was a way for you to learn the process of storytelling and that's interesting that you bring that out and i'm just curious was that something at that moment in time because you were still fairly young, were you saying, oh, I like storytelling and this is actually helping me? <laughs> or is that the adult Tiffany looking back and saying, oh, I'm glad I did that because I'm just curious. Oh, that is for sure the adult Tiffany being able to look back <laughs> and be like, oh, that's exactly what that was. In the moment, I was like, wow, this is cool. This is fun. We're having so much fun backstage. And like, I was just like, I have no idea what this is, but I love what that, how it's <laughs> making me feel. So yes. <laughs> Amazing. So I had my first musical theater experience a few years ago, and my family and I moved to a new state, and it was unexpected. It was an opportunity that my husband decided to pursue, and it was such a contrast from where we were before. And I was like, you know what? This is so different, and everything's new, and why don't I just try something completely new and drastic? And I said, okay, well, I want to start. I've always wanted to act and learn how to act. And I was like, hmm, I heard theater is a good way of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> skip the classes. I'm just going for it. And oh gosh, I love this. Keep going. <laughs> Tell me everything. Right. It's like, and you know, going back to that, like the kid fearless thing, like I'm just doing it and found, found an audition. And it was actually for a murder mystery. And I went knew nothing clearly had no idea what I was doing but I saw they listed which play that it was and what characters looking for so I did my research and all that and that was as much information as I went to the audition with but long story short after a terrifying audition I got a call back got a lead role <gasps> and then did that which was incredible but then also that I was asked to audition for a musical comedy and by the same writer and director of the Mormons. And can I tell you that was, it was such a fun experience. And I don't sing professionally. I've never tried to sing. And I was like, uh, what you want me to do? What? <laughs> and it was such a stretch for me to sing, first of all, like live on stage in front of people, but it was so fun. When you mentioned the behind backstage and the yes. energy exchange with the audience. It's so true. And every night's a different night. And so thank you for taking us through that. I also love that you mentioned the stability in your heart. That was so powerful. And that stability was happiness. And I feel that throughout our life, we kind of teeter back and forth with the logical thing to do, the quote unquote right thing to do, or the more sensible thing to do. And we ignore our heart and that like lost expression, that denial of part of who we are, then leads itself to other things that may be negative in our lives. May it be habits or addictions or decreased mental wellness. And so to, again, what I'm so inspired by is that these moments that you had came at such critical times in your life and, and early times in your life. And I think that those that are listening, if they're going through that journey, they get that little like, hmm, or the little tug or the little wonder to use your story as a way to push towards 
that feeling, like you said, that stability in your heart. And so there was also something that you mentioned with your mom. And I do think that a lot of, of what we do and what inspires us early on is just what we know. And what we know typically is what's in front of us, which are our parents' experiences, stories, how they currently live. And I remembered for a long time, my inspiration was my parents. I immigrated here. My parents immigrated here from Jamaica. And I really wanted to be successful for them. Like they work so hard. They sacrifice so much. Like I want to make them happy. I want to make them proud. And then along the way, I figured out what I love to do. And my purpose grew from wanting to help and inspire my parents to wanting to help and inspire a larger community. And I think you're doing that just by doing what you love, like seeing your work. I've seen your work. You've made me laugh. <laughs> you brought me through these intense moments of delivery. <laughs> like, ah, she's delivering a baby right now. Oh, um, oh my gosh, yes. There's, <laughs> there's, and for you to be able to shift characters so seamlessly and so authentically, I think is such a powerful gift. So I'm glad you pursued that tug in your heart. I want to ask, having done a variety of performances, different types of performing from dance to theater, musical theater, commercials, acting, and I'm going to go back to that moment when you realized the expansion of yourself on stage, exchanging that energy with your live audience. How does that differ from that feeling from what you're doing now as an actress, a television actress, because behind the scenes is a very different production process. So tell us about that a little bit. How has that differed from you? And what are the things that you still love about this new process and, and some things that are like, oh, I got to take it with what I love? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, as you have now experienced, congratulations, there's nothing like having a live performance with an energy exchange from an audience, like getting their feedback in real time. There's nothing like that. And I think if you've had that experience of being on stage, that can also be a very addictive feeling to continue chasing. I think that there's also something really powerful in once the curtain comes up for a live production, there's no stopping it. Like you have to go through to the end, no matter <laughs> right, right. what happens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that also is a skill set within itself, being able to move and and navigate moments that are happening live in real time. Because sometimes like we as humans, we have like brain flubs. Sometimes like other factors come into play, like a light doesn't come on or like an audience member is heckling or like there's always mm. some sort of variables, unknown variables that can happen in a live experience. And, mm. and it, you have to like lean on your training in, mm -hmm. especially in those moments that go awry to get you through to the next moment and to get you through to the end of the show. And mm. if you don't have that skill set, it's very obvious for the right, right. You're, and you're going to, you're going to feel that the mediums that I'm working in predominantly now in TV and film, if something goes wrong. We're like, okay, we're going to back that up and we're just going to record that again. Mm -hmm. We're going to start back at one. 
and mm -hmm. the audience only ever sees the finished, glossy, beautiful, put together, edited beautifully product. Mm -hmm. And so there's like, it's a completely different skill set. All of these avenues take a huge amount of training, mm -hmm. but there's nothing like that live feeling of like, oh man, you remember when that happened? Oh, we did that. Right. <laughs> Right. And there's also something right. really beautiful also that in a live performance, in a live moment, like we're as this, the characters on stage, yes, we're pretty much all the same. Every now and then there's an understudy that goes on that like throws a little curveball in there. But the audience is always different. And so like it's a very unique mm. moment in time where this group of people on stage and off well, we're never going to be in this room together just like this ever mm. again. So like, this is the moment that we're in and this is the moment that matters right here. Mm. And then we, Interesting. And then we move on. Mm. I love that. And that is that probably the most powerful moment, right? The present moment yes. being mindful. And when we are in that state of nowness. Yes. Ooh, I like that. Yes, Ooh, girl. That down. Put it down. <laughs> yes. Dropping gems. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm here for it. When we're in that state of nowness, it really is this sense of peace. Yeah. And you're in, I think it's you're vulnerable, but then protected at the same time. I, and yeah. Because you're not, when we're, let's just say we're out of that state, there's all these thoughts, right? Oh, what did it, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Did I do that? Yeah. Do I need to do laundry today? Is my hair right? Blah, blah, blah. Did I call this person? There's all these things that are running through our head that's going to create some emotion attached to it. Some angst, some stress, some frustration, some disappointment, some joy, but it's a mixture of that. And yeah. sometimes we don't feel safe or we, you know, we don't feel at our highest moment. But when you're in that state of nowness, ooh, when you're in that state of nowness, you're only focused on, like you said, the individuals around you and how you're impacting those individuals through your actions or your words, and you're not judging yourself. And because I think that judgment, which starts in our own minds, then extends outward and projects outward. And then we start attaching those feelings of judgment to other people that may that we may think are giving it back to us so if i don't answer that email so and so is going to be upset if i don't do this they're not going to like me as much and so it's so beautiful and powerful and empowering when you are able to experience that and i feel that as our society is structured there aren't as many moments where we can do that and so to be forced to do it through your craft and to experience it is, is a beautiful thing so I'm going to ask another question. What gives you that same inspiration when you're on set for film or TV? What do you draw from there? Without the live audience, that aspect isn't there and that spontaneity and that uniqueness. What would you say is the moments of oh, the bliss when you're on set for TV and film? Well, it's similar because the format of television that I'm working in predominantly right now mm -hmm. is sitcom, multicam. So it's comedy and there's like a rhythm, right? There's a rhythm to the jokes and there's a rhythm to the scenes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there is moments that are generated or that are created to generate laughter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there is still like that immediate 
response. There's that immediate validation or gratification of the laugh mm -hmm. that comes in comedy. And the only difference is like, if we don't get the laugh in our performance, we get to go back and tweak it so that we can, mm. we can find the funny together. Mm. So mm. there's still some sort of energetic exchange because we're still going for the comedy, but the reward really comes in. Okay. Can we all get this little piece of laughter together? The five of us or the four of us or the three of us that are in this scene, like how can we generate the biggest amount of joy within this moment? And so it's this, the audience is just a lot smaller, <laughs> mm. but the yeah, audience yeah. is still there. And then it's a kid's show that I'm on. And so uh -huh. the goal and the drive is the messaging in our story, because mm. what we're trying to mm. do as a black family on television mm -hmm. is to bring the positive messaging and shed more light on the beauty and power of black families mm. and what we are capable of. Yeah. So it's like, how can we get to the root of this story and the message of the why we're telling this story the best and with the most joy at the same time? Mm. So interesting. I love that too. And then I can agree with that. Um, both of them, when the, when the curtains go up, it's like, ah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time. Yeah. And take one, take two, take three. But to your point that I call that family, that onset family that you've created yeah. when you're producing something for TV and film, it is this work in progress, right? And yeah. there is this creative direction and editing and everyone is equally valuable in that process to create that polished gem, right? So yeah, I agree. It's There's something really beautiful in that as well. Very, very different energy and different processes, but still it's pouring yourself into something to create something where the receiving person, the audience is getting joy out of that. So I think that whole cycle is as performers, as artists is why we do what we do. So thank you for sharing that. I would love to take the opportunity to ask for those listening that are on their own path, their own creative entrepreneurial path, and they see their North Star as being something similar to yours. What advice, having sort of gone through so many various productions and projects, and again, congratulations on all your success today and all that's to come, just saying. <laughs> Thank you. I am just saying you are on fire. So <laughs> what advice would you give someone, or if you were, yeah, let's do that. Let's just start there. What yeah. advice would you give someone to give them a little bit of a leap forward, knowing what you know now, having gone through some of the experiences you've had? Yeah. What this business is, it comes with a, a huge amount of difficulties and challenges because you have to be your own boss. You have to be your own CEO of your personal business and making sure that there is some sort of plan or outline as to like the direction that you're moving is all on you. There's nobody that's going to be standing over you requiring like deadlines for 
outlines and deadlines for anything. It's you have to be your own motivator. And that could be very difficult for some people. Some people like really thrive on having a boss or having meetings to attend and certain bullet points to hit in their careers. So you have to be able to wake up every single day and go after everything that you want with all the tenacity in the world, because this business is also incredibly oversaturated at this point. And I think the biggest piece of advice that I could give anybody is if you want to act, then don't put an idea around exactly what that looks like. If you are given an opportunity to act, then go do that with everything that you have in your body, whether that's theater, whether that's a short film, whether that's a student film, whatever it is, my journey has gotten me to where I am because I said yes. I said yes to mm. all of the things because I knew that every single opportunity was going to help refine exactly who I am as an artist and it's going to lead to the next thing. And if that next thing only ever got to like regional theater, then I was just going to be the best regional theater performer that there was. I just have mm. been fortunate enough that every single yes has gotten me to the next level and each job took me progressively higher and higher and higher. And I was able to mm. get to where I am today because of all the yeses that I took. But I just wanted to be an actor. I just wanted to be an mm. entertainer. I just wanted to be in the arts. And I was so grateful and appreciative of every single opportunity that came my way because it was, it gave me a chance to do what I said that I wanted to do. Mm. My advice is just keep going. It's going to be really, mm. really hard. No matter what this business, this life is not easy. And even where I'm at now, every level brings its own set of challenges, but I knew that this was something that I wanted to do. I knew that this was something that I was passionate about doing. I had no mm -hmm. clue what it was going, what my journey was going to look like. No clue. And I did some really terrible things like short films along the way. Like, oh my gosh, I hope they never see the light of day, but they are out there. <laughs> they are out there <laughs> and they are absolutely awful, but I'm so thankful for them because I learned so much from every mm. single opportunity. So as an actor, I say, just say yes, let go of the idea of being a star because that's not what it is. If you want to be an actor, be an actor. If you want to be a star, that's a whole nother ball game. Mm. I love that. I do. And I, that reminds me of something that I came across in a book that I'm reading and it says, you can only commit to what you love. Yes. And it's, it's so simple, but when you think about it, think about individuals that go from job to job to job or are when you've fallen out of relationship or fall in out of love of certain foods, right? But if you love it, you're, you can commit to it. And if your love is truly acting versus I want to be in the limelight, because you could be in the limelight in many ways for good or bad. Uh -huh. um, it doesn't have to be through acting. <laughs> yep. You're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so if you have a love of your craft and you just do what you love, 
then that is going to, that flow is going to take you where it's supposed to take you. Yeah. And, and the more you love it, I feel the better you are at it because it's coming from that really pure place. So it's interesting. And I also like that you shared that, hey, it doesn't matter where you are in the journey, there's going to be challenges. And that's part of the journey. It's part of what keeps it exciting and interesting and keeps you growing and pushing that there's always going to be something else that you want to do and expand into. And so um, I really appreciate you sharing that as well. So thank you. So I have so many more questions for you and we're getting close to time. And I'm like, yeah. oh, we're just scratching the surface. I know. But <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity for us to transition into the next part of the show where you play host. I'm going to hand you the mic and you could ask me whatever question you want. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, gosh, I have so many questions for you. But I'm, I'm actually just really curious, and I'm, I don't know if you've shared the intimate details of this with your listeners, but you mentioned that you wanted to jump in and do start doing theater, start doing musical theater. And I want to know like where you were coming from in that thought process. Like, What were you doing before you wanted to do theater? Because you jumped into theater in your adult life. Right. Yeah. I, did. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I only know the experience and the path of like starting theater when I was like a little kid. Like, what is it that drew you to say, you know what, I'm going to go and try this out. And what, where were you coming from before that? That is such a great question. And no one's ever asked me that before. So thank you. And I'm, I'm going to think about that. So as you know, moving is a very traumatic thing, right? No matter how big or small the move is. Yeah. And this was such a contrast to where we were. My routine was like completely changed. And and I was settling into a routine where I was before, and which I like, <laughs> but <laughs> I was settling in. And this really just shook things up to the point where I was like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm almost in a foreign land. And why not do something that seems completely foreign, right? I'm already out of my comfort zone. Why not continue to explore that? And I really was looking for something that was this sort of hmm, pie in the sky thing. Like I've always wanted to do this, but the either the opportunity wasn't there or it was sort of like, oh, right. Again, going back to like negative self-talk. And it was the perfect time for me to say, why not? Like I literally had nothing to lose <laughs> and it was this, this sort of far-fetched idea that, and then also I wasn't really like, oh, I need to get this part. I went in with, I want to learn how to act. <laughs> was, I and it. I heard this was a good idea. So I'm just going for it. So I feel that the want for me was I wanted to learn and that drove me to overcome whatever anxiety would be around an audition. So I didn't even think about the process of auditioning or the process of getting the role. It was, I want to learn. And I heard this was a good way to learn. So I'm just, and when I went into the audition and they asked me to read several lines and I read the first character, then he asked me to read another character. And then they asked me to read another character. And I only studied one character, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> the one that I wanted. Yeah. So I was so naive to the whole process. And, and by the third character, I was like, started to panic because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, 
they're asking me to read another one. Like I must be doing horrible. I'm going through this in my head. And then they asked me to read a male character. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad. They want me to read a male character. And Aww, <laughs> just, hilarious. So I finished up, I don't know. I went through like four or five characters and I didn't know anything about them. I just was just reading like whatever came to me. And then I remember like leaving very deflated and walking out the door. And there was a gentleman that was in the, you know, this group of us that had to audition in front of each other. And we were leaving and he was in front of me and he turned back and he was like, hey, you did really good. And I was like, really? Aww. They asked me to read so many characters. And he was like, no, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and wow. so what I think going back to our childhood, to your question and what drove me as an adult, I went back to childhood and I went, I said, hmm, what is something I always wanted to do? I didn't really have the opportunity to do or maybe the nerve to even consider seriously. And it was acting. It just like popped in my head as natural as anything. And I didn't question it. And then I just asked, well, what is the next step I need to do? Well, you need to learn how to act. <laughs> okay, well, how can I learn that? And I, I guess I, I felt that if I could survive theater, then maybe I could act as opposed to starting, especially at that stage in my life. I wanted to skip a few steps. <laughs> yes, yes. And... To be honest, I didn't find a lot of resources locally to learn that I felt were strong enough for me to, to enroll into a class or school. So I said, I'm just, I'll just go for the, the real thing and get on stage. And it was that experience of, it was an Agatha Christie murder mystery. The assistant director said, there's another play and they're auditioning today. You should go to the audition. So I didn't even have time to even think or digest or to say no. And, and just what you said, I'm very much, yes, sure, yes. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So I yes and did it and yes, they gave me the you line. You better know the language. Good job. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they offered me a role in this musical theater, this musical play. And again, if I thought about it, I probably would have not done I just said, yes, yeah, I'll do it. I'll audition. And still really good friends with the directors. That led to another live performance. And then COVID happened. So, mm. but before COVID, I actually started to do improv. And I actually joined an improv theater and started taking classes in improv. And post-COVID auditioned to be on the team. So I actually do improv on the weekends. I have a show tomorrow night, actually. Oh, fun! Yeah. It's <laughs> so yeah, when it's in your blood, it's and when you it's nerve wracking before the performance. But when, like you said, the curtain goes up, it's on. It's so yeah. much fun. It's a great experience. So thank you for that question. I love going down memory lane. Oh, my God. Um, I hadn't thought about that. I'm like, well, why? Well, why did I do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just speaks to, you know, being fearless or even when you do feel fear on something that is kind of like what drives me to be like, oh, well, if I'm terrified of this, this is something that I absolutely have to do. So really? Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely assess that when I'm asked or, or given an opportunity to do anything. And that's that sounds ah. like exactly or very similarly what happened to you you just dive dove dived in you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah yeah no i i hear you i always i'm like is it dive dove dove Lay, dive what? <laughs> you, you know you know all the listeners they tomato, know tomato. yeah you guys get it 
but I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm going to take that story with me as I continue on in my journey as well, because there's so much to, yeah, I appreciate learn that. to get to the other side of our comfort zone. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And I'm going to also take with, and thank you. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was oh, going to say, I'm going to take the concept of if it terrifies me, I'm going to do it. Ooh, yeah. like that's my, Ooh. Yeah. It's, and it's just scary thinking about that statement, by the way. Yes. Absolutely. I'm like, no, but do you really want to do that? Do yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had so much experience. Like it's it changes you. When you lean into those fears, it completely changes you mm. and it makes you expands you. It makes you grow as an artist, as a human, mm. and all the things. So that's part of unleashing the supernova. Mm. I love that. When you lean into those fears. It expands you. It makes you grow. Ooh, dropping the gems too. We are Ooh, dropping okay. the gems this morning. <laughs> and it's only 6.05 in the morning over here. <laughs> Bless your soul that you decided to do it at 6 in the morning. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, ooh. Yeah, no. I got I am having so much fun. And I am so grateful for you. And thank you for this wisdom. Thank you for just opening up and sharing your journey from your North Star and being able to be in a place and take advantage of experiences that your mother hadn't and to be able to inspire her through your love and your passion and your joy. That's such an incredible thing. And to be aware of just, well, what is real happiness? Is it, you know, what society say says is this shiny star, this whatever the bullseye that is put on the wall yeah. for us by all those around us or is it that like you said the stability in your heart and I think it's something that we should continuously revisit and you know if you love being around plants I'm sitting here looking at these beautiful orchids in front of me but if you love being around plants and you love the art of potting flowers go for it and be the best flower potter out there do you yeah. know what I'm saying it's 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 like I don't know. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. It matters that you love what you're doing. Yeah. And how it makes you feel. There's so many examples around us and stories around us of of those that have reached that level within their career, their life, whatever it is in their industry, and they're still not happy. And yeah. so it's, again, going back to the onion layers. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you live where you live? Why the friends that you've chosen why the foods that you're eating and continuously have this self-reflection. So you're always moving to that highest point. You're always unlocking more and more of your infinite. That's what's so beautiful about it, right? Your infinite potential and abilities. And you touched on that with every opportunity led you to another opportunity and every higher opportunity came with its challenges and it's just continuing to push you more and more. And what's great is there is no ceiling. Yeah. There is no end. So thank you for being that example for us, you know, through your story and your journey. I really appreciate that. And explanation point, you're unleashing your supernova. Yeah. Okay. Let's. <laughs> oh. I was just like, let's go. Let's go. I'm on the Tiffany train. Yes. Thank you so, so much. much on the Tiffany train. How can our listeners continue to follow you, support you? Yes. How can they find you? I am on Instagram. It's me. Tiff D is my handle. And I love that. Same thing for TikTok. Those are the two platforms that I use the most 
but otherwise you can just catch us on Nickelodeon or That Girl Lele. We are also streaming on Paramount Plus and Netflix. Congratulations again. And I love the powerful message behind the show. So kudos, kudos, kudos. It's always good to do what you love, but then also make an impact. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank Thank you you so much, (laughs) Nova. This was really beautiful and a beautiful, wonderful way to start my day today. So thank you. Yes. Awesome. And I want to thank our listeners as well for joining us on such a special episode with Tiff D. It's me, Tiff D. Mm-hmm. On Instagram and TikTok, Tiffany Daniels, an extraordinary performer, artist, actor. Continue to follow her, support her. Um, she is blazing a trail. And I am so grateful that we got to hear a little bit about her journey, what inspires her, and what she's currently doing now. So thank you again, Tiffany. And if you have not yet gotten the book, Unleash Your Supernova, what are you waiting for? It's at all your bookstores, Amazon, however you want to read it, it's available for you. So go out and get Unleash Your Supernova. It will give you words of wisdom on how to survive this crazy marathon roller coaster of creative entrepreneurship. And you just heard a little taste of it today. So go ahead and, and get that book. And again, thank you for joining me and my lovely guest on another episode of Unleash Your Supernova. This is Nova Lorraine. And until next time. Ciao.